Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to another edition of This Week in the Bush League, hosted by the Chief and the Champ. I'm the Chief, and uh, hey, Bush League owners, the Statmen and the Roosters got the Bush League right where they want them. <laughs> yeah, you guys are just playing possum, I guess. And I am the Champ, and what better way to celebrate National Beer Day than a walk-off homer by Seth Beer? That was awesome, wasn't it? Yeah, did um and I think, didn't Casey follow it up with a video yeah. um, that somebody had sent? Yeah. Yeah, it, it was a I – mean, it, it must have been a great feeling for, for that for that dude to hit that home run. His last name is Beer, National Beer Day, walk-off, opening day. That's awesome. Not a better way to start. Hey, so what's going on with, with you? You're just doing a little drafting, if you will, um, a cycling term? Yeah, Statman and I could not have a worse four days. I <laughs> – Maybe we could. I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I think three of my five pitchers were double digits in ERA. Um, <laughs> I, I, if you converted my whip to an ERA, it's still average. That's, that's how bad it was. And 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 he didn't have a, a such a great four day opening as well. But uh, uh, yeah, we we got you right where you want, right where we want you guys. Uh, we 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 can only go up from here. You know what? It, it's a long season, but I, I got to tell you, it, it feels good to get off to a decent start and not just be buried early. Because at least for me, when that happens, what it does, is you get the onset of panic and you start doing things that you just shouldn't do. And it, it's just, it just makes for a, a very anxious type of season. Yeah. But, I mean, again, it's three and a half days. I, I guess I'll say three and a half days because not everybody played every day. So, um, but yeah, it was. Uh... It was. It wasn't a great start. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Hey, uh, transitioning here. What about the great starts? And how about our guest for today, the uh, Dude Vitamins um, and owner Josh? Josh, you on the line there? Yeah. What's up, boys? Yeah. So. Hey, how you doing? Josh, you got off to a a pretty good start, uh, especially on the hitting side. Um, so, you know, four days into the season, one week after, or two weeks after the draft, how do you feel about your team? What, what do you think the keys to your season are? Well, you, you know, I think I kind of had a different draft. Last year, I had zero pitch. I got nothing. So, my retention class, I kind of looking at it as this is the last year I get out of Machado and Soto. Uh, so, this is kind of year I need to really make a push because I'm almost starting from scratch next year. Um <laughs> So, yeah, I kind of had a little little leg up with those guys. But uh, I feel like my offense should be good. My outfield sucks outside of Soto and Castellanos. I got, I think, two guys without a hit in my outfield. So um, that's something that may cause me some issues. But I think my infield is strong. Um, and pitching, I was, I was just determined, like I said, to get a top pitcher this year. So I think I paid four bucks for Scherzer. Um, the hamstring thing kind of is not a great, great look to start, but he picked the other day and did okay. So, um, the rest of it may, may be more quantity over quality, but, uh, I got guys. So. <laughs> yeah, that, that Scherzer start was kind of weird because his whip was 0.67, but his ERA was 450. So every guy that got on, it must've scored, uh, but the, he didn't have a lot of guys on and, and he yeah. had six K's. So um, and he and he hung on for the win, and yeah, I th I think he's gonna be he's gonna be fine. Uh, with the rest of the pitching, are you concerned 
I mean, Strowman will, will, will do fine for you probably. Uh, do you have any concerns with Baumgartner, Freeland, and, and Matt? Uh, uh, no, only with all three of them. I mean, uh, <laughs> and, you know, I got Freeland really cheap. I think I had him for like a nickel or something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, if he sucks, he sucks. At least it's only a nickel. But he's been, uh, you know, effectively average to below average, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, his career, so yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get a four. I think he had a four and a half ERA last year. But um, so I mean, th- those guys, all three of them guys, are kind of again that quality or quantity of a quality, maybe just to kind of have guys. I'm hoping Suarez. I don't think he's going to pitch like last year with a one five ERA or anything like that. But um, whatever, he's mid threes and he, he can get me you know ten, twelve, thirteen wins or so. Hopefully that kind of helps bridge that gap. I'm more concerned with. Uh, I'm thankful, obviously, Kimbrel thing came through because yeah. uh, I I don't know where I'm getting saved out of if that doesn't happen. I think I only have Knebel and uh, pretty much the rest of the Phillies bullpen. So that's another uh, ominous thought. But so yeah, how did you feel when you when you when you saw Kimbrel got got swapped over? I mean, that that's a pretty big hit, uh, you know, right away starting the season. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's funny because I don't do great in the fab rounds a lot because I'm, I don't know if I'm just worn down by the end of it or <laughs> I don't know. Who's I mean, not? The, the stack of uh, aluminum in front of me is starting to play in my head or uh, <laughs> my thought of the next stack of aluminum or whatever is in my head. But I'm kind of, by that point, I'm just, I got a couple guys I want to hit and then I kind of lose whatever, lose the looking, digging part of it. So, Kimber was a guy I targeted i was hoping i would get would get to me because i knew he'd get traded yeah i just sure. didn't know right. nl you know yeah and it, yeah it, it's it's a calculated risk and it, and it yeah. yeah panned out for you and hopefully you know for your sake he he can you know close 25 plus games and then you're, you're being pretty good shape there yeah and you know it's funny because i mean he's lights out with the cubs last year and then he gets to the white Sox where he's not the i guess he wasn't really the closer they had hendrix there so, I, mean, I don't know if that added to it. Um, he's been, I mean, up to last year, I think the couple years before that, he was a little bit up and down. So, I mean, I'm not I'm not thinking he's that guy with the, you know, .7 ERA, but he can get, like you said, 25-30 saves. That, uh, that'll be pretty big for me. Yeah, and they're going to give him a pretty long leash because he has, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, and that's the thing, too. I mean, that's a good team. So they're going to get their wins. So, I mean, they'll yeah. have – opportunities obviously yeah i i agree um what what do you think your greatest fear is for your team like what do you well think? yeah yeah like i was kind of just saying i got zero depth um I zero depth and uh my outfield is like i said pretty poor i got i mean I got, it's weird it's kind of piece of founding because i've got two top guys and castellanos and soto but then i have you know, Matt Veerling, he's 0 for 8 or whatever. Uh, Randall Griffith's got two hits, I think. Or, and then um, Victor Robles is in my outfield, and he's 0 for forever. So, <laughs> some definite uh, problems maybe in the outfield. And uh, the Alec Baum thing is a little bit uh, yeah. tenuous. I mean, he got two hits the other day, but he only played one game out of the three. So, was, um, was that a little surprising to you that he didn't start him and and just cut let him play third base? 
A little bit, but I mean, once Stott started playing third in spring, I kind of think uh, it was almost a little bit of a uh, foreshadowing or a little bit of a, you know, writings on the wall a little bit for him. Now, I just kind of hope, as if a Phillies fan, they don't give up on him unless they uh, can get something for him. That means something worthwhile because you're not going to have DD next year. So, you kind of would hope that Stott and, and Bomb are your, your left side of your infield for the next eight years or whatever. But. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I, I was a little confused by that as well. He may just be trying to get Stott at bat, and they're the two positions he can play. And you know, and when Segura well, hits the DL at some point, he'll throw Stott yeah. at second base just to get him at the plate. Yeah, well, I don't think there's any way you keep Stott unless you're going to get him at bat, you know? Yeah, but, right. And, I mean, luckily you kind of got with the DH, and uh, you got a little bit of positional versatility with Stott. You know, play second, short, and third. So, I mean, you should be able to fit them guys in, especially early. I think they play like twenty-three games in twenty-four days or something to start. Or yeah, and, and yeah, like and Bomb will get at bats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Jamie, what, what do you got? Hey, Josh. Um, nice start to the season for you. Um, as Roger talked about, um, offensively, you look really good. Um, you've described um, your concern with 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 pitching and. I guess you kind of feel like, hey, you want to make a push this year because, as you had, had talked about, you, you're losing both Machado and Soto this year. So you're kind of all in this year. Um, I noticed with Fab, um, you didn't have, you didn't get anybody in Fab this week. Was that a conscious decision, or did you just get outbid? Or tell, tell me what uh, went on with Fab this week. Oh, no, yeah, I just got outbid. I had three guys um, that I had bids in on, but uh, I didn't. The, the Taylor Rogers thing, uh, I think I did like 12 bucks or something like that. I thought, man, that's a little high for a guy who, you know, was the primary closer like three years ago for the Twins. And then uh, I saw the next morning, 36, and I hit a brick. I'm like, holy cow, I guess this, <laughs> this is going to go, uh, I guess, this year. So Yeah, we all felt like I, that. I missed out on the Moniac. I was just throwing whatever. I think that neat outfielder is uh, Jace Peterson, I lost that on too, obviously. So, uh, oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got him, right? Yeah, so I got shut yeah. out. Uh, well, I got Urias for uh, Milwaukee on the bench, too. But uh, he's on the DL, obviously. So, uh, I got nothing. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to talk about this a little bit later in, in more depth in the podcast um, <laughs> after you jump off. But uh, were you surprised at the aggressive nature of bad bidding this week? Well, yeah, because it's funny because uh, I distinctly remember last year on um, the first fab, there was quite a few guys picked up. And I remember, um, I think it was actually you saying it on the podcast the next week, your, your confusion at the um, mass amount of guys, I guess, picked up that just weren't drafted in the fab around, you know, because a lot of people fabbed out early, including myself, you know. So um, I was a little surprised, especially at like, Tibetan the price range to start out. So, but I yeah. guess when it's, you know, somewhat slim tickens, if you got the, the tallest midget, I guess you want to make sure. <laughs> that, you know, so. Yeah, I, I hear you. Um, I, I put a number of bids in and only got one. Fortunately mm-hmm. I got one, but uh, yeah, I think everybody was, was surprised by, by the Rogers bid. And then I, I guess the top two are going to be um, uh, Rogers and uh, Robertson from, from the yeah. Cubs. Yeah, I had a bit on him as well. Okay. I think Bob got him, right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, just a couple other questions I had for you. Um, 
year that we drafted off-site. And just wanted to know, um, we, we talked about it in the last podcast, that while the, uh, the, the time of the draft, um, I think it was still around eight hours, it, it seemed to have a better flow than the previous year. Was that just me, or what were your thoughts on this yeah, year's 100, draft? Yeah, 100%. And that's what, uh, I don't know, maybe I was trying to jinx it throughout the draft, but I think I said it like three or four times or something that uh, we seem to be moving along, moving along, moving along, and then uh, – you look at the clock, and it's, holy shit, we've been going eight hours of this thing now, and it, it didn't feel like it as much this year. It just right. seemed that, like you guys have mentioned previously, the being closer, I think, helped, too. I mean, there wasn't as much, I don't know, maybe confusion. Um, I think the golden monkey or whatever consumption was a little <laughs> more tempered. Uh, so that kind of took out some of, the, some of the stuff, you know. We didn't have a... Uh, you know, clandestine booze exchange at somebody's trunk for an hour this year. So it was uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it a, little, a little quick. I mean, what, not what, disappointed about not walking over with a couple free bottles, but, you know. It, it, was uh, there any concern that the Golden Monkey Master was seated to your left? And, you know, right now you are the odds-on favorites, I, I think, and and we'll talk about this later, but uh, are you have any concern about uh, winning the Golden Monkey Award? Well, no, um, but I was confused. I didn't know if he was penning his personal draft day manifesto or uh, <laughs> uh, he was more ink than a Philadelphia parking authority cop. I mean, you sit here in the pages, flip, 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 flip. <laughs> he don't scare me. I ain't afraid. Nice, nice. And, and question last for you, Josh. Uh, favorite bourbon? Favorite? Um, well, the best bourbon I've ever had, I don't know if you ever had Blanton's or not. Yes, I have. Uh, that's my favorite I ever had. Uh, it's out of my price range, and uh, <laughs> I don't ever see it anywhere either. You know, I'm a corner liquor store shopper. So uh, as far as just, like, good stuff I like, I mean, I love Michter's like we had the other day, or a couple weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, that, that was good. And fortunately, I had it toward the end of the fab round because uh, any longer, and it wasn't going to be good. Yeah, yeah, that that was a good one. Um, that led to some some interesting after after uh, draft experiences, but uh, <laughs> nice. Know. Well, next time we're together, Josh, um, I'll uh, we'll partake in a little bit of Angel's Envy, which is one of my favorites. Uh, yeah. So listen, good luck to you. Thank you for volunteering to to come on. Appreciate it. Anytime you want to come on, um, just just drop us a, a text. And uh, love to have you on. Good luck with the rest of the season. Awesome. You too, man. I appreciate it, guys. All right, brother. All right. See you down the road. Thanks, Josh. Thanks, All right, Jay. That was, uh, that was good. Um, I, I, I think he's pretty accurate with his team. I mean, he sounds like he's going to be all in. Um, I was interested to hear what he had to say about Fab. And it was just – it was rough. It was rough out there. It was choppy waters. Yeah, I, I think uh, he can look at week one Fab as a win because he picked up Kimbrel for free. Yeah, yeah, that's a good that's a good point. So, you know, chalk it up as a win and, um, uh, you know, they adjust your bidding a, a, as we as we push through. Um, Not, yeah, nice way to look at it. I, I thought it was funny, too, when I asked him about, you know, you know Scherzer and Stroman would be fine. It, you know, do you have any concerns about Bumgarner, Freeland, and Matt? <laughs> and he's like, well, yeah, all three of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Matt started out pretty good yesterday, and then the Pirates were just roping him. He, he got the ball up, and the, the Pirates were just roping him all over the yard. 
and 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 that's not a that's not a major league quality lineup either. When you're when you're batting Kevin Newman uh, in the cleanup spot yeah. like he did opening day, that's, that's, a that's not good. Yeah, yeah, and and Matt's is Matt's he's like a lower version of Nola, where I think he can handle the lineup uh, one one and a half two times through, and then like you said, he he does leave the ball up at times, and he's not overpowering. So if he's not precise with his pitches, he he can have a tendency to get knocked around. Yeah. Yeah. And that happened yesterday. Yeah. I, I almost think, like, he had to start pitching like Jamie Moore. Just go softer. Don't don't try to – just go softer, softer, and then try to sneak something up and in. Well, the Cardinals like him because he's a ground ball pitcher. Yeah. And, you know, they have they have five gold glovers on their, their, their team. They're a very good defensive team. So that's what they're hoping. But, you you know, you, you can't stop the ball. They're going over the fence. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's a good point. Yeah, it's hard to defend that, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so speaking about the, uh, you know, you mentioned about his fab. Uh, what are your thoughts on the first fab of the year? So it was called, the, you know, Fab of Palooza, um, and and I think you were leaning toward that um, on our last podcast. Uh, seventeen, seventeen players that were picked up by seven owners. $124 spent. So as a total, Raj, I mean, that's 12, 12%, 12.5% of total fab. Um, obviously, the biggest pickup we talked about with Josh um, was, was, and there's so many Rogers out there, Taylor Rogers, right? Yep. Um, Going to be the closer now for San Diego. And then the next biggest pickup was David Robertson. Uh, well, let me jump back. Rogers was picked up, signed by $36 by the Bearcats. And I think everybody probably had a bid in. Um, mine yeah. was a weak bid, and um, we'll talk later in another segment uh, about others. Um, Robertson was picked up by the Bulls um, for seventeen dollars, and I fell woefully short on that. Um, did you put bids in for those two? I did, and I I'm embarrassed okay. to tell you what the number was. Yeah, <laughs> I, I almost feel have, like you don't have you don't have to reveal. That, you don't want to. That thirty six reminded me of like. Mid July, when an American leaguer got traded over to the National League, that's what that number reminded me of. You, you know what I mean? Like, so, hey, I, I, I'm going to go get this guy. I got two. I'll have two and a half months with him, and let's see if I can ride him out. But the other side of it is, Tom spent 36 percent of his money on a guy that he plans on having for six complete months. So uh, Tom is. Uh, he seems to be right now, and uh, I would love to hear what he has to say if you listen to the podcast of, about closers, because let's think about this for a second. He, he retained both Michael Givens and Blake Trinan, right? Yeah. Then um, he, um, he he spent over $2 on Kenley Jansen, and that still wasn't enough, so he spent, in yeah. fab, he spent $36 on Rogers, and so he's all over the place with with He's trying to get these closers. And the funny part is his only save is by Daniel Bard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, yeah. All right, so let's yeah, – let, 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 he's got some other concerns he needs to attack, so. Yeah, one at a time. That's how you eat an elephant, right? One bite at a time. There you go. So we dealt with saves this week. Um, so let's go through the rosters. Uh, roosters pick up four guys. Um, I got Brent Suter for a dollar. Uh What's his name? Justin Steele, pitcher for the yeah, Cubs. For, nice yeah, for yeah. two. Uh, picked up Maniac, threw him in my open fab for eight. Probably overbid for him, but I, there's, a, there's a couple Philly fans on the 
in the league, so I thought I'd have to push it up a little bit if I wanted him. And then the guy I really like is Kyle Wright. I watched him pitch Saturday, and I've had him as a reserve selection when he was younger, and then he just never could crack the lineup. And he's still fairly young. But I don't know if you – did you watch the Braves this, this weekend? Did you get a catch? I, I only no. saw bits and pieces of their games. His slider looks really good. His his slider looks awesome. I mean, he he's got guys chasing that thing. Um, now, granted, I, I who did they play this weekend? The Nationals? No, I forget who they played. Um, I want to say they played the Reds. Yeah, maybe they played. Yeah, they played the Reds. So they're they're, they're kind of free swinging team. But his slider looked really good. So I'm, I I. I have a, I have some hope for this guy. Uh, Bearcat, what about Justin Steele? Are you, were you pretty happy with that? I mean, he for picked, two bucks, he yeah. Pretty well. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I probably should have picked him in the reserve round. I had him, you know, marked, but yeah. It's sometimes you just want to see these guys pitch, and like I don't know, you know what I mean? I, I mean, who knows what he could stink for all I know, but he pitched well, and he's and he's supposed to be pretty good for two bucks, whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bearcats, we talking about Taylor Rogers, 36, picks up Albert Pujols for four? Yeah, he outbid me. I was going to ask you if you put a bid in for him. Yep, okay. I, 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 I did. I think the Cardinals are kind of committed, though, to just using him as in a platoon with um, Dickerson at DH. And so he's on the short side of that platoon. And the first three games have kind of borne that out. Um, they gave him an opening day start in, in a nod. That was nice. Know, his history. yeah. yeah. That was, um, but, that was, you know, anything can happen. Then we got the Bulls, picked up David Robinson for 17. The Cubs have no idea what the hell they're doing in that back of the bullpen. Uh, Bulls up, pick up a, a friend of the show, Victor or Vladimir Gutierrez, for eight bucks. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, they pick yeah, up. Um, the, the Reds have an opening. They have openings in their, in their starting staff, so. Yeah, they got a lot of openings. <laughs> yeah. Picked up uh, Dubon for seven for the Giants. The night the night before my guy gets called up, Hoyt Ramos. So I don't yeah. I don't know. Uh, and then he picked up Santia out of the Reds bullpen for six. Well, okay. So you were talking about uh, the Cubs don't know what they're they're doing with the bullpen. I, I think they're a little bit more set than 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 the Reds, right? That was a little bit of a surprise save for Santian. And then I think yesterday they used um, Art, Art Warren. And they still have Lucas Sims out there. So I, I think they're going to be all over the place. The yeah, Reds. they will. Saves are going to be. As you had talked about preseason, saves are going to be like that. Yeah, you have to patchwork some stuff. Yeah. Uh, Ducks pick up um, uh, Strider, pitcher for the Braves, for seven. I know nothing about him. Tell me about him. I don't know anything about him. Okay. I know his last name's Strider. Okay. And I think his first name's Spencer. Yep, you got it. Uh, Statman pick up Estrada. How do you pronounce this guy's first name? Uh, hang on a second. Little middle infield. Uh, I actually put up Tyro. I think it's pronounced Tyro. Oh, okay. Um, Estrada. I, I actually put a bit in him. Obviously, did not win out. Um, yeah, I lost he, on a tiebreaker. He's a decent player. He's a decent player. Um, I, I think the Giants, except for a couple players, they're just going to be you know in and out every day. It's going to be tough to get you know. 550 plate appearances out of any of the Giants. Yeah, uh, Gabe Kapler is not the best manager for fantasy baseball. Right, I'd agree with that. Yeah, uh, and then uh, Statman pick up Jose Quintana, pitcher for the Pirates. Mm, ugh. Yeah, I, ugh. 
see, I see the Pirates brought up your guy, Ronzi. Yeah, yeah. Um, he needs to kind of work his, his way in, a little bit little bit rusty, but I, I would imagine by um, sometime in May he'll be in the starting staff. Yeah. Uh, Hawks pick up our old friend Jordan Hicks for five bucks. Uh, again, I'll bid on him and Diego Castillo. Um, Hicks, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. He starts tomorrow. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't. I, I don't see him pitching five innings. He's going to be more of an opener, probably by by design. But should be interesting. Okay. Yeah. And he picks up Diego Castillo, which, you know, his he'll play until Gonzalez and or Cruz come up. And then he picked up Matt Beatty. Reserve outfielder for the Padres. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then you pick up Chase Peterson. Yeah, I need I needed I, I needed infield coverage. That's all. It, it's just it's just the coverage. So do you know a lot position. about the Brewers situation out there with that second base? Um, I, I, I guess he's going to be playing. Well, you said second base. Where, where, where's he playing at? I, I think he's going to be playing mostly at, at, at third base. Third base. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, because I, I think at, at second base, I think Wong's going to pretty oh, much yeah, play. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and they're both left-handed bats. So um, I'm, I'm hoping, you know, he can play first, second, third. Um, I'm hoping he just gets, you know, some, some at-bats. Because they, so they, they got another guy named Broussard, Brousseau, who played this weekend. Yep. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And he's younger, I think. Uh, I, I, just, I just need to get some, some coverage here. Wow, I, I didn't do a very good job in, in the draft at filling positions, so I'm just trying to get some at-bats and not take zeros. Yeah, no, I get that. Yeah, I, and, and I missed out on uh, almost all my offensive players. Um, I just didn't bid enough, and, and, and I, I got two slots that I need to – well, I got one slot that I need to fill that, that'll play every day. So, um, Isn't I'll that be, frustrating? I'll be back out there this weekend. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 it's, fru- it's frustrating, right? Yeah, yeah. I oh. and, and, and the, it's funny. The first place Lakers um, are are doing what they normally do, um, sitting back yep. in um, sitting back in Fab and looking for that big All Star break haul. And I guess can afford to do that. It'll be interesting to see that if his team starts to drop, um, off, he's off to a great offensive start. But if his team starts to drop, whether he starts to uh, starts to bid um, or not. Yeah, and I'm looking through his lineup. Um, he's got some depth already. So, I mean, he's got Newman and Park sitting in the reserve. I mean, if he needed someone to play every day, he's got guys. Well, Newman will play every day. Park plays four days a week. Um, his pitching is a little thin, so if someone goes down, he might jump jump in here. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, the, the, there are there are questions like for everybody. Um, that big start was was obviously by uh, Arnado. Arnado. Um, yeah. He had a you know nice start. First yep. three games, yeah, was, was was really good. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I I think next weekend will calm down a little bit, but there's probably some people out there. We'll we'll get through another week and see who's playing and. And um, any injuries with pitchers, and see what the Reds are going to do right. with their bullpen. See if that changes, and <laughs> and then people will be back out there. Um, little text talk. I th- I thought it was hilarious that Bob Kirk came right out the gate with uh, how long will it take CBS site to crash? Um, 
I think he asked that after the first pitch was thrown. <laughs> and then he mentioned about Rodgers, where he he bid, he said he was twenty five dollars short, and I think most of the league was about twenty five dollars short. Uh, probably. Yeah, because we were probably all in that ten to fifteen dollar range. That's that's my guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then he he said he wished someone would float the idea of uh, Solds or Shoulds. Yeah, he says Shoulds. I call it Solds. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that was just a shot at me. That 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 was a brushback pitch um, with me. <laughs> that, you know, and Bob being funny, which it was pretty funny. Uh, and Bill chimed in. He had 118 plate appearances this weekend with zero homers. Uh, I'm not that far behind him. I had two. Um, yeah. So. Well, Bill did pick up two homers yesterday. Oh, he um, did. Okay. So, he, yeah. So he's he, he's he's back on the map. All right, but him and I are yeah, tied. Then, his, uh, <laughs> you know, hopefully he'll come on the podcast. But you know, right now um, it, it's still early. But I wonder if he has any concerns about his team. Well, yeah, um, I'm sure Degrom's one of them. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Conforto will sign somewhere. Just hopefully he signs where he can play in the National League. Um, and Tom Freeze has been chiming in a little bit the past week. You know, I haven't heard from him like in a year and a half, and then I'm getting like a text a week out of him, which is a lot. Uh, he said, Rogers went right to my active roster. Now I have 10 active legal pitchers for next week, and I need all of them. <laughs> so, so <laughs> which you, we you have to deal that with that. Second? Yeah. Uh, so the, the, there is a – like you and I talked, we don't understand the logic of the CBS starting pitcher, relief pitcher – uh, our rule is nine total, seven max on the start, which would give you two relievers, or or seven max on the relievers, which would give you two starters, and it adds it up to 14 in the CBS. So we really need to monitor. you got to have nine pitchers. That's it. You know, if, if we can't monitor ourselves because CBS, it's just the way it works. We might have to go back to the 5-4. So, so here's or what six, we'll do. Three. We'll do we'll do two things. No, number one, uh, I'll send out a text message to all owners to make sure that you only have nine pitchers uh, on your roster for for the week, um, and we need to do that by two o'clock before the first game starts. Um, as you said, CBS isn't really catching your hands. And second, um, which is going to be more frustrating, is I will send an email to CBS to see how we can possibly. Um, stop this through their, their program. Um, but th- this could be an ongoing issue. So, yeah, we just need everybody to continually police yourselves so that you only have nine pitchers each week. Otherwise, we're going we're, we're gonna to make commissioner podcast-type uh, decisions. There you go. And, and, and they'll benefit us. Oh, yeah. You may. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um. Hey, you made a couple notes here about the 2023 schedule. I do not like this reducing divisional games. So, okay, so let's let's talk about this for a second. Um, what what I found out is is that right now in, in your division, you play each team 19 times. So that's 76 uh, 19 times four, uh, 76 times. And what the 2023 schedule will do is reduce that number. Um, from 19 to 14, so that there's only 56 games in division. And then what they're going to do is um, the rest of the National League, um, they'll play each team six times for a total, so 10 10 other teams, 
um, six games, uh, a total of 60 games. So that's 136 games. Um, what they're doing is they're adding 46 games of interleague play, which is they're going to play each National League team will play each American League team um, 14 times, and then they'll play. Wait, let me let me reverse that for a second. They're going to play each American League team three times. Yeah. And then they're going to have one natural rival. So, for instance, for the Cardinals, they'll play all teams in the AL except Kansas City three times, and they'll play their, quote, natural rival four times for a total of 162 games. And here's what that does in my mind, a quick analysis. Um, you and I did picks who's going to make the playoffs this year. I kind of think of the Phillies and the Cardinals as kind of a similar type team. You know, both pretty good offensively, have some holes on the pitching side, that type of thing. But the reason why I put the Cardinals in over the Phillies this year is because they get to play the Reds and the Pirates and, and the Cubs, those three teams, 57 times. Where the Phillies, you know, is, is, as bad as the Nationals are, still have to play the Mets and the Marlins and the Braves, and it's just a tougher division. And I think that's how the Cardinals get in over the Phillies. So what this does is, is really almost almost says the hell with um, divisional play and almost puts everybody into one league, right? Yeah, and and the, the other thing I, I, I wonder is, who are the Phillies' natural rival in the American League? Um, I, I would think in past years, hasn't that been Boston? But there's there's no rival. Like, no. I mean, who else is going to – it's not going to be the Yankees. Right? No. That's going to be the Mets. Uh, but, it's going to be the uh, the O's and the Nats. Yeah. So, so who else would it be? Well, I, I agree with you. I, I mean, it, it, it probably will be them or Toronto. I, I, don't, I don't know, but I, I just think it, there's no rival between the Red Sox and the Phillies. <laughs> well, it just, you know, just because there's no one left doesn't make it a rival. Well, in, in rival, I, I think they put natural rival yeah. they put in, in quotes. But, you know, we talked about this when um, I was ranting on the CBA that they were going to do some gimmicky things, right? And if you remember, um, after the 96 strike, what did they do? They, they, they came up with interleague play, right? And that yeah. was to draw more fan interest. So, that, this is clearly what's happening. And the other thing, too, is, and it, we'll just use the Cardinals and the Phillies as examples. I mean, the Cardinals get to play the Royals, which is historically a bad organization for the last 30 years. And the Phillies get to play the Red Sox, which is historically a great organization for the last 30 years. So what? I think that's complete BS. I think the natural rival for the Phillies, and, and people younger than me won't even, who don't follow baseball won't even understand it, is actually the A's. But, you know, it's never – no one understands that if you don't follow yeah. baseball. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you're right. Um, to, to your point, um, th this will reduce the, quote, natural rivals because we're only talking one, uh, one game difference. But um, since, since interleague play has start, started, I think the Cardinals, and there might be one or two teams, um, are the only team that have a better record against the AL. In, in the National League, and like you said, in large part due the fact that they played the Royals all those times, except for the with the 15 and 16 when they uh, went to the World Series. Yeah, 
and and then you know there's times where the well you guys play the Twins, the White Sox. There's times where they stink. Yeah, you know, they've been pretty bad. I mean, no one in the American League East has been bad in like 20 years. <laughs> Probably longer than that. Well, they could get that. four teams in this year, and you know that, huh? They could get four teams That's in. That's what year. I mean. Yeah, I mean, we got to yeah. we play the the Red Sox, the Yankees, the Blue Jays, who is like a softball team pitch, playing against that team, and then Boy, the Rays. I'll tell you what. But, yeah. You know, so uh, other uh, baseball news: Johnny Cueto signs to a minor league deal with the uh, White Sox. It's good to see JC back in the league. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? The day is coming because of the fact that uh, Giolito is on the IL, um, um, Lance Lynn is on the IL. All they need is one more player to go down, and we're going to see Johnny Cueto back. With that crazy wind-up. Love that thing. Um, and then what What did you talk about Major League Baseball to broadcast Sunday morning games on Peacock? Yeah. So uh, this is, again, in, in another attempt to, to get more revenue. Um, last year or the year before, baseball rolled out games to YouTube Live or YouTube yeah. something, right? Yeah. They had games on there, and yeah. I don't know how many people watched it. Um, this Friday night, they had games on Apple TV. Um, don't know if you saw that. No. And they're also going to have Sunday morning games on Peacock, which start around um, 11.30 or noontime. Okay. Um, which right. is a great time to start. But I guess my question is is that now they're, they're branching off in, in all directions. And yeah. uh, it, it, it helps with people that are younger and, 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 and can maneuver that. But, but baseball fans that are older, which is most of them, like, would you be able to find the game on Peacock? Do you even have that or Apple TV? Tell, tell me your experience. Well, I don't have Apple TV, but uh, Peacock, I have to text my kids. They tell me where it's at. <laughs> so, so, and I find it. Yeah. So I, I know where it's at now. I, I, it's a learned behavior, texting them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it, this is almost, uh, I, I guess these Sunday morning games are meant to kind of uh, replace um, uh, the Premier League when, when, that goes, when that goes off, I guess. Okay. I don't know. All right. Um, I, I do have a twib note this week uh, brought to you by Schaefer. Schaefer, the one beer to have if you're having more than one. Uh, Super session number three, uh, Comet. That's what, Josh gave it to me. He brought it for me at the draft. It's got a 4.8% okay. 4. ABV. It's, it's out of Lawson's Finest Liquids in Vermont. Uh, I couldn't find a real beer advocate rating. Uh, I would give it an 85 Rooster Town. I had it down as a good summer lunch beer. Okay. Yeah. It, w- right. it was light, but it had a really good taste to it. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. It, it wasn't heavy. Um, it, yeah. It's definitely something you could drink outside in the sun. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? That ABV is is nice versus a um golden monkey at 9.5 which is twice as strong so yeah i i think that's that's kind of a uh first few rounds uh of of the draft or uh, you know halfway through the draft right before you start moving into something stronger yeah i I thought it was good and i I appreciate him bringing that yeah it was it was uh it was a good beer um nice So, so you're going to be able to have um a couple of uh this week in beer notes, right from yeah. from the draft. Yeah, I, I had one last week for the uh, focal banger. Okay, I think I or two weeks ago I covered focal banger. Yeah, and this week yeah. I wanted to cover because Josh gave me this, so I'll 
I wanted to Excellent. shout out to him. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. All right, a little short version today. What are you walking off with? A uh, couple things. Um, everybody continue to text us. We'll, we'll be talking about that. I know um, Bob Cook has put out a text about um, uh, about a Bush League trip, so yeah. people respond to him. And uh, once that solidifies, I will put that out on the Bush League website. Um, number two, um, next week, next week we have um, the Basura Bulls. Bob Freeze will be on. We'll be talking about that, and we'll be talking about who the leader is in um, the, the Golden Monkey Award for this year. And then uh, item last from me is um, on the website, um, right after this podcast, I'm going to to post uh, Casey's draft article, which you got to read. It's it's hilarious, and he talks about the Golden Monkey power rankings. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that everybody take great, a yeah, take a look at that rankings. article. It is it's awesome. I'm telling you, this Golden Monkey Award is is, is almost surpassing the actual standings. <laughs> so I will tell you if if we if case puts out the power rank gold monkey power rankings like every couple of weeks they'll find that damn link to the website then because there you go no that's what we need <laughs> yeah this, this would be the key article that drives this this article is going to drive traffic <laughs> <laughs> oh brother uh excellent what do you got so i the pitch i have a question for you is pitching just way behind in the beginning of the season, or, or are we just seeing bad pitchers, man? Uh, um, let, let me just throw some stats at you. We got okay. one, two, three, four, five. They got six of our teams with a whip of one, three, or higher. Um, and then where's the ERA? One, two, three, four. We got five teams with the ERA of four or higher. Uh, with two teams at six or higher, three teams at five or higher. So is it bad pitching or are they just a little behind? Um, I, I, I think they're behind because I All think right. if you this is just anecdotal. Yeah. Um, I, I think normally the pitchers come in ahead of, 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 of hitters, but because of the, um, the lockout shortened uh, spring training, I, I think pitchers are behind, and you're seeing that in um, innings pitched as well. Um, surprisingly, though, surprisingly though, there's still a fair amount of wins. I, like, how do the Bulls have actually three wins? I was going to mention one team that. with three wins, and yeah. there's one, yeah. two, three others with two wins. Yeah, which is surprising. Yeah, and me and the Statman have zero wins. Um, <laughs> I didn't want to mention that, but because, yeah, that's because I can't get out of the third inning. If I can get out of the third inning, I'm going to get some wins. Trust me. Um, well, at least at least you have a save. Statman don't even have a save. Save? Do they have any, any even any, any innings pitched? <laughs> see the Statman? Yeah, they got some innings yeah. pitched. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, he got ten. He got ten strikeouts. I think Carlos Rodon had that in one start. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Rodon had twelve, I think. Yeah, Is yeah, he had twelve happened? in what five innings? Yeah. Jeez. Um, so, so he struck out what eighty percent of the batters. He did. Or excuse, yeah, 80% of the out, I should say. Yeah. And, and surprisingly, Bill's best pitching performance was uh, uh, Marquez in Colorado. <laughs> he had a repitched really well uh, yeah, against the Dodgers. <laughs> yeah, so whatever. Um, all right. Next week, we have the Bulls. 
Yes, we have yeah. the bull. And, um, yeah, he, he's usually pretty good. You know, as they say, April is the cruelest month. So um, that continues to be true for the Bush League. Yeah, you can't win it in April, but you can certainly sure as hell lose it. Um, yeah, you can. All right, brother. All right, everybody stay strong. See you, Chief. Take care.